Hey, girlfriend, welcome back to the show. My name is Angelique Velez. I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup, and you are listening to the Hey, Glowfriend podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this episode is of any value to you, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend as that is the only way I'm going to be able to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you so much in advance. All right, glow friends. So my apologies. I am, this is going to go out a day late. I'm letting you know in advance. I've been trying to keep to a schedule where the podcasts are going out weekly on Thursday mornings, but this week got the best of me. So this episode is a special one. Um, I feel like I say that every week, but in all seriousness, um, within this episode, I invited my special friend, Auntie Jay. Auntie Jay is going to be in the house. And he actually, I, I invited him more as moral support. So I know I preach uh, to you all about telling your story and the importance of telling your story, especially if you have a following, especially if you're a makeup artist, hairstylist, if you're looking to kind of grow your following, if you're looking to start a brand, it's so important to have, um, or not, you have a story, to tell your story. And I say this so often, I, most of my students, many of them feel as though their stories aren't interesting enough or what they've gone through isn't as interesting as another person. I promise you, glow friend, whatever it is that you've gone through in life, you're going to resonate with others and your story is going to resonate with others and you're going to make an impact on others, but you have to share what you've gone through. So fast forward now, I mean, I started Breakups to Makeup, I always say on paper in 2013, but officially I feel like we launched in stores in 2015. And I would say right before COVID, um, probably a year before COVID, I would say I had my story down. As far as, um, and I say this often, I know with Breakups to Makeup, um, I talk about how live events, that was our jam. I was literally going to live events on a monthly basis, if not twice a month. I was traveling constantly. So live trade shows really are or were what um, the gist of our um, events were with Breakups to Makeup. So as far as my story, I got it down. And it's so funny, anyone that's ever, you know, worked with me behind the booth, my friends, they always tell me like, oh my gosh, you got your story down. And I do, I know exactly what to do. As soon as a person comes to the booth, I have the story, it's ready to go. I talk about how I started Breakups to Makeup and I keep it rather quick. It's kind of like a conversation. Um, and it, and the reason being for that with trade shows, a lot of times, I mean, it depends what trade show you're doing. Sometimes people wear badges sometimes or name tags. Sometimes they cover them. Some events have it where they're color court or they're color coordinated, where, you know, based on the color of the badge, if that person is press, if they're a buyer, if they're a person shopping, if they're a wholesaler or a retailer, some events don't. And in all honesty, I'm going to keep it 100 glow friends. My vision is not the best. If you see me on lives and you see me on social with videos, I have my glasses on. But at the live events, I, I only wear really my glasses for the computer. I don't wear them on a normal basis. So, or if I'm doing makeup, I wear them as well. But 
I, I sometimes I can't see because with the color, it's so, or, or they'll have it where it's like the words underneath of what the person's quote unquote title is. I can't see it. It's literally within seconds. And I'm like, who is this person? So I don't even try to look. I have my story. I have it down. And I, I tell everyone the same story. I treat everyone the same way when they come up to the booth. So the reason why I wanted to kind of intro this in is because yes, I have my breakups to make up story down, but after kind of, I had a little bit of an epiphany with my um, last uh, makeup mastermind group where, you know, I'm, I'm telling my students, you need to tell your story, you need to talk about it. And I realized I haven't really talked about my story from from way back from like my high school and I think we we go into college in here with Julius and I but high school to college days um but really focusing more on my young adolescent kind of story and reason for that is I I honestly don't feel like mine is that interesting I'm not gonna lie to you but I'm preaching I tell people that they need to tell theirs so it's time for me to step up and tell mine glow friends so just to, to take a moment and talk about a couple of things um as many of you probably can relate I felt like an ugly duckling in in middle school high school even in elementary school I would say um I was a minority in my school growing up and in my town growing up um there weren't that many i mean there there were we had a sprinkle of of um students in my student body but i went to a predominantly caucasian school and school district um and i really i really felt out of place a lot of times but then i didn't it's weird i got along with everyone but yet i felt like i was by myself a lot and within my feelings and even with like styling my hair and, and my own style. It's odd, it's even, it feels weird even saying it out loud, which is why I, I had Auntie Jay come on the podcast with me to kind of guide me through because I know he totally relates with what I, what I felt and what I went through back in high school. And I know many of you do too. Um, I, I speak to so many people where they're like, oh God, that they felt so ugly in high school. And I did too, I, I really, really did. Um, so I wanted to take time to kind of tell this story because I do feel like it can, so many of you do relate to it or did relate to it or even still relate to it. There are times now where I still feel completely out of place and the moral of telling all of this and and I'm hoping to inspire the young generation coming up now is that we all feel awkward. We all feel like we don't belong. We all feel some type of way about ourselves. And I feel like the more that we talk about it, the more we're gonna normalize that feeling, if that makes sense at all, because it's just an awkward time. <laughs> it is, it's just, that's just the best way that I, it's an awkward time. And I, I definitely did feel that way. I felt like I didn't belong in a lot of aspects, even though I did. It, it was so, it was, it was strange um, and it impacted a lot of how I um, how I approach things even now um, but if there is something that I wish I could tell that young high school Angelique is that you are beautiful and you are enough 
and and just wait and see because you're gonna inspire the world girl you're gonna inspire the world um so i hope this resonates with you i can't wait to hear what you think i would love to hear your stories as well and hear if you relate to mine please 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 head on over to the facebook the hey glow friend um group on facebook and let me know what you think you can also shoot me a dm this was a hard one to talk about and i feel like we only scraped the surface of my story like i said i really i think we just focused basically on high school and maybe a sprinkle of college within this one um but i definitely had that ugly duckling syndrome like i know a lot of you probably can relate to and i get it now let me not even let me not even try to front i get it now still there are days when i feel like that but i feel like at that time it was constant for me um yeah so enjoy the episode glow friends and until next time when i shine you shine we shine together shout out to auntie j thank you boo for coming on as always and being a support system for me you're always there for me and i love you so much and this is the perfect episode to kick off pride month love you auntie j all right guys listen in bye Hello, hello, Glow friends. I am here with my very dear friend, Auntie J. So Auntie J and I have been friends for over 10 years. We just figured out 11 years. Um, in our story, we kind of date back working with each other in a makeup school and our friendship evolved from there. And the reason why I have Auntie J on with me today, I'm actually going to tell you all my story. So my story dating back from birth. <laughs> so Jules, surprise. <laughs> you had no idea why you were on this podcast with me today. No <laughs> so surprise. So one thing I do want to mention, um, Auntie J, you have, you took my mastermind class. So you were in my beta group, correct me if I'm wrong, beta, right? Correct. Yep. So you were in the first group. Yeah. The first one. And one thing that I tell my students, and if you guys listen to the podcast, you already know, I preach about how important it is to tell your story, be genuine, be authentic. So I do usually tell my story. So my story that I normally tell is my breakup to makeup story. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you've been following me, you already kind of know where breakups to makeup came from, why I founded it. But I've never really went back and talked about like my story since birth, if that makes sense. So Jules, you're going to rock with me on this one. Before we get there, I will have you introduce yourself in one second. But I just want to once again, reiterate the importance of telling your story and letting others know who you are, where you've come from and how that has molded you into the person that you are today, which is why I wanted you on here for moral support. Cause there's certain things that I'm gonna talk about that I know Jules that you relate with. I'm gonna try not to get teary eyed or anything. It's, I mean, my story is a fun one, honestly, like it's a very positive upbeat story, but there are certain things in there that I know that you can relate with, which is why I wanted you to be here for moral support. So in full transparency, I don't know how far in we're gonna to get to my story. We might have to chop this off at a certain point and then I'll continue on another podcast episode. We'll see how this goes, but you guys have been following me for a while and I feel like I owe it to you and myself 
to talk about my story and and where I came from, if that makes sense. So surprise, Jules, and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, baby, you know I love a good surprise. So yes. <laughs> so if you could just introduce yourself for everyone that doesn't know you, but if they've been listening to the podcast, I feel like this is your third time on, so they should know you by now. Yeah, for sure. Hello, everybody. My name is Auntie Jay. Um, my government name is Julius Levonstone Jr. Um, my friends affectionately know me as Jules, Juju, and Jay. Um, I have known Angelique for over a decade. And to me, once you've hit a decade mark, you are no longer a friend, you are family. Um, and literally, um, Braylon is my nephew. Um, Mike is my brother-in-law. And like Angelique's mom is my auntie. Um, and so um, there's something to be said about establishing uh, friendships, even in a workplace. And you don't even realize how much support you get from those people because you're with them for eight hours a day five to six to seven days a week and yeah. you just build a bond and then when you build the bond outside of work you end up seeing wow this is a support network this is a support person this is a person that I can lean on this is a person that can lean on me and and we have fun and um oh yeah <laughs> and we've been there like for each other through a lot a lot. a lot. And I'll just leave that at that. Because actually, it's so funny, Jules, what I have you here for today has nothing to do with you and I when we were like knew each other. So it's even prior to that. But I know within your own story, you relate to a lot of what I'm saying, which is why I wanted to have you on. So once again, surprise and thank you for rocking with me. Always. Um, so we're going to get right into and you guys, honestly, Glow Friends, this is just a casual conversation. Like I said, uh, Jules had no idea <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I will go back. So if for those of you that don't know me, once again, my name is Angelique Bless. So <laughs> I am <laughs> the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup. I'm also a makeup artist. I've been doing makeup for over 15 years. I'm now the founder of My Makeup Mastermind, which is a mastermind program, which is amazing. And if you don't know about it, go check it out. We have a new program um, or a new class is opening up in the fall, this fall. Yeah. So anywho, so dating back to me. So I am from Long Island. So I was actually born in Long Island, New York. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. I don't know why, but I'm a Long Island girl. My parents, my mom is from the Bronx. My dad is from Spanish Harlem in Manhattan. And my dad is Puerto Rican. My mom is Puerto Rican and Cuban. And then so I, I always say it's so funny. I always say I'm 75% Puerto Rican and 25% Cuban. I don't know where I got the percentages from, but that's what I always say. Uh, but so growing up, I lived in, like I said, Long Island. And where I went to school, it was not diverse like at all. And it's funny because like I now I moved back to kind of where I grew up again. So I'm back here again, Jules, and I know you know this, but mm -hmm. I always felt growing up like a fish out of water. I had friends from all, I fit in everywhere, but yet I felt like I fit in nowhere. So I'll mm. break that down a little bit more. Like I had friends in all different spectrums, like, um, and I'll be real with race and everything. Like I had my white friends. I had my black friends. I had, I actually didn't have that many Latino friends, believe it or not. So where I grew up, it was mostly like white or black. And then the Latinos that were here, a lot of them um, spoke Spanish. They 
either came from other countries where they, they came here and they either spoke Spanish or um, Spanish was their first language, I should say. And I felt like I didn't even fit in with them because I don't speak Spanish. So I'm second generation here. My I'm, I'm all over the place, Jules. So if you have to pull me in, pull me in. But okay. my, I'm like, oh, my parents were born in the US. So I'm second generation where uh so spanish for me i still don't really speak it so like i said i felt like a fish out of water going up where i was in an environment where i literally felt like i fit in with no one but yet i had all different groups of friends so even like where i grew up i had my friends at the school that i went to school with and then we had an adjacent school where i had friends there which was more of a diverse school so I had friends from two different pockets. I used to have two different birthday parties. Like I would have one birthday party for my friends at my school. And then I would have another birthday party with my friends from the other school. Cause I, I used to date someone. So it was my ex-boyfriend and his friends from that school. Cause it was two step, it was separate all the time. Does that make sense? Like, is what I'm yeah. making sense? No, it does completely. Okay. So I was always, it was always split. It was like, I always had two different worlds, if that makes, and my one, my best friend, Linda, who you know, she was the only mm -hmm. one that would come to both. She would be at both things. So she rode with me with no matter where I was, whatever party. And I, I don't know, that was one thing that I, I definitely wanted to bring up because I always felt like I never fit in. And I mm -hmm. still feel that way. It's the weirdest thing. Like I definitely found myself and not to jump ahead so much, but I definitely found myself a little bit more in college. Like when I started going to college, I went to the University of Miami. And if you guys know Miami, you know how diverse Miami is honestly, it's diverse for sure. Like my school was diverse, but Miami itself is like a melting pot. So I met people from all over the world and I loved it. So I had like my sorority sisters. So we were like the Latinas. We were, Lem shout out to Lemna Theta Alpha. And then I had friends from the Caribbean. One of my best friends, she's Haitian. I just had friends and I finally felt like, oh my gosh, okay, diversity, here we are. And I loved that. But yet I, oh, I still felt like I never really truly fit in, but we'll, we'll get to that. But in high school, it was bad. It really was. Honestly, growing up, it was it was bad. I felt like where I went to um, high school, like none of the, I felt like I never had boys that liked me at the school, mm. which is why at the other school, which is so funny because it's actually the school that Mike went to. So my husband actually graduated mm. from this school. But at the time we didn't know each other. He was older than me. Um, but his school, like the guys would actually like come and talk to me and like his school was more diverse. But where I was, to be frank, like it was a, a lot of Caucasian. And um, I even had one point where a girl was like, can I touch your hair? Like when I was younger, like your hair is so different. Can I touch it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't touch my hair. To the point also, I remember that I, I felt like I love to dance. And I know you know this, Jules. Mm -hmm. I didn't try out for the cheerleading team because I didn't see anyone on the team that looked like me. And it made me not want to try out because I felt like I, I, I didn't reflect. Like, I don't, I just, I talked myself out of it. Yeah. I don't know if you can relate to any of this, Jules. Oh, no, completely. I mean, I was a theater kid, theater kid from the ages of, uh, from, from the grades of three all the way to college. And so when you are the theater kid, uh, you're always the outsider, right? You you are labeled and uh, put in a box 
by people who just don't understand that your brain thinks in a different way, you see things in a different way. And, and, and in that, it also, yeah, I always felt like an outsider, um, you know, from, from, from giddy up. And so I get it. The, 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 and I didn't go to a all white school. I actually went to an all black and Latin school. And even wow. in that school, the, you know, I wasn't at the upper tier of our upper middle class, black and Latin folks. And I wasn't at, you know, I didn't come from like a lower socioeconomic. I came from this very weird middle class, lower middle class place that my parents didn't do Jack and Joe. My parents weren't in sororities and fraternities. My parents weren't part of these, you know, black and brown organizations that were all about like middle class them and like, you know, moving forward. I had to learn that in college. So I always was trying to navigate the the lands and yeah, it's real. That, 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 that feeling like an outsider is, is real. And it's a strength. Correct. I agree. Before we get to the strength part though, I want to talk about one other thing because it actually blows my mind that you say that because this whole, not this whole time, like I've been working on a lot of like mindset stuff and obviously like a lot of coaching stuff. And, and I realize I don't think anyone feels like they fit in. No. In high school, middle, middle school. So like this whole time I'm blaming the fact that I'm at a, like a school that's not diverse and I'm like one of, of a sprinkle but yet you're saying that you were in a school where it was diverse and you still felt like you didn't fit in. Yep. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. So I feel like none of us probably felt like we fit in. <laughs> like even the quote unquote popular. And honestly, I was on the homecoming, um, um, uh, what is it? The home, I was homecoming committee. Home I didn't win homecoming, homecoming queen. Committee. I didn't win. But I got to yeah. ride in the car and I got to wave my little hands. Homecoming court. Yep. Like yep. I was uh, voted class clown, which is the funniest story. That's like for another, I'm not a, I'm not a class clown y'all, but the actual class clown, he used to tease me, but in a fun way, we were actually friends. So everyone thought it would be so funny if the two of us were the class clowns Jesus. together. So it wasn't that I, I was an outcast. I definitely wasn't. I was involved. Right. I was involved in the theater. I did a fashion show. I was in the band. I was in ROTC. Like I was involved with everything. And yet I still felt like I didn't fit in at all. I, I think that's why you and I always relate because we were, um, we were such extroverted people in our lower, you know, in our early academic careers yeah. that even in that, like being overly active, there still was that thing of, but do I fit in? Right. You know, right. cause you and I had a very similar, you know, I was pre class president. I was student body president. I met the president when I was 16 years old. Oh, I so was cool. in this, this committee and that committee and this show and, this place and that and the other and like my journey when I looked back at it I was like wow I did a lot and yet I I always had this sort of like in the in the like the bottom of my stomach feeling of but like do I fit in like it do you do you all see me or am I this like am I this sort of like oddity that sort of sits out here that gets involved but never really gets invited or never really gets to be seen or never really gets um sort of the same amount of love um but 
But I did have a friend very similar to you. Um, I currently live with her. Shout out to Tama Graves, um, who was that person. You know, I had a few of those that did the crossover parties, right? They weren't afraid to step outside of the boundaries. And I think that, um, if I'm not mistaken for you, also was the thing of sometime we have, we have those, those sort of anchors of support that go, no, you fit in with us. Yes. Yeah. You know? And I feel like I'm that person for a lot of people too. Like I will include, and I got, I get along with anyone really, honestly, like not, I don't want to say everyone. Cause you know, we don't get along with everybody, but <laughs> <laughs> I am one that I definitely, it doesn't matter race, gender. It, it, like I will get along, you know, and I will make sure if I see someone that's by themselves, I will go up to them and be like, well, hello, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, especially in school. I was always like that. I never want people to feel like they're alone. Um, but yet, once again, on the inside, I felt like I didn't, even though I was doing all of this, right. you know, and I feel like that's something that I've been reflecting a lot on. And this is what I wanted to kind of chat with you too about. And I know you said it was a strength, so we will get to that in like two seconds. But so after having Braylon, and we're going to fast forward a lot here, I had to, so I moved away. So I moved away. So I grew up out here. I moved away. as soon as I graduated, I went to University of Miami. I, I don't know how much further I could have gotten. I love, but I love Miami. Um, and I, I just needed something or a place where I felt like I fit in or more diverse. Side mm -hmm. note, spoiler alert, I still feel like I don't fit. I never found that place because I feel like it's inside of you, but that's not for a whole nother podcast. But that was my reasoning for moving away moved yes. away, graduated from college. I moved back to Long Island for like a little blip. And then I finally lived my dream of moving into New York City. That was on my bucket list for I don't even know how long. Best decision ever. I was out there for almost 10 years, loved it. I was in Lower East Side and then Forest Hills, Queens, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, had Braylon, and now I'm back to where I grew up. Mm. And it has been crazy, Jules. Like, I, I've had to do such, so much mindset work and so much internal um, work <laughs> because first feeling when I moved back here was almost like a failure kind of feeling like mm. I worked so hard to leave this environment and to leave this place where I felt like that wasn't diverse and that didn't understand me. Right. And now I'm back here. And that was like hard. And then when I run into like someone from high school or something, I'm, I kind of like, I'm like, oh, don't come talk to me. And then I'm like, but why not? Like, what is it? Like, it's definitely an internal thing, honestly yes. speaking. Um, and I feel like all of us have some type of PTSD from mm. high school, that baggage that we carry around that mm -hmm. we, you know, talk about. I, I want, and the reason why I'm on here talking about this, I feel, I hope I'm not rambling. I feel like we need to help this next generation somehow like so that they feel like they fit in everyone should feel that because we all felt like we didn't and i feel like we need to address like why did we feel this way and what because this is really it's really getting to me like being in this environment so i'm in an environment now like i'm back kind of home quote unquote i'm in the town over so my parents are still in the same town sometimes i'll run into people but it's really rare i mean i i mostly see people from high school on facebook that's really rare. or instagram mostly facebook yeah. though um and of course, we all have different opinions on things and 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 political views, which is fine. I, I draw the line at racism, but we don't need to get there. That I don't tolerate. Uh, nope. But 
uh, anything else, you know, I'm open for the most part, but it took me a while to be comfortable with being back here. And I'm still, I'm still not, but a lot of which I've had to kind of dive into my high school self and it's been hard. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on this podcast, because it's not that I went through anything specifically, I don't want to say difficult, it's not like a, an event, a specific event that happened that I'm like, I can't stand being out here. It was just, I never felt like I fit in. And even like thinking of my parents and where they they grew up and taking trips into the city, like to the Bronx and to Manhattan, I would wish that I grew up there because I was like, these people look like me. They're going to mm -hmm. understand me. But exactly what you said, you know what, if I would have grown up there, I probably would be feeling the same thing I'm feeling now. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little because I feel like it does mold us. And you're right. That is my strength. I talk about a lot of this stuff and me not fitting in is the reason how I create half of the stuff I create, because I always have that thinking outside of the box mentality. So you're right. Those things serve us as a strength, but how do we talk or how do we help those that haven't been able to get over that? Does that make sense? No, it's, it makes a lot of sense. I think, I, you know, for those that don't know, um, I am queer. And I think for a lot of the queer listeners who are out there um, today, you know, you have your chosen family, right? Um, shout out to RuPaul for always saying this, your chosen family is your family. It's the people, it's your tribe. It's the folks that see you. It's the folks that see your light. It's the folks that uh, cheerlead you it's 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 the people who are the weirdos and the freaks and the strange ones and the artists and the the think difference and the anarchists or the people who just want to love right and and all of those people are probably at some point in time felt like an outsider yeah and you know I think for me and you know I think for me our relationship has always been hey what are you doing when I go to do this thing you're new. Let's go learn each other. We sat right behind each other and we had moments where I'd be like, what is this girl doing? What is she doing? And, you know, after realizing that my neighbor behind me was a bit of a weirdo, He's I was just talking like, about oh. me, y'all. He's talking about me. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I kind of like this weirdo. And so, you know, one of the things I realized is, is that if, if, you see something in someone then that probably means that you see something in yourself that's similar and if you see something similar in yourself then take that moment to to get over whatever the fear is and connect with them because those connections are going to be the people who you build your tribe with we're not all supposed to fit in we're not all supposed to connect with the people who they say we're supposed to right those are all sort of social constructs that I feel like our society does a really bad job at, right? You know, you and I grew up in the era of John Hughes movies, right? We're talking 16 Candles. We're talking right. about the, the jocks, the, the nerds, the awful, horrific <laughs> Asian stereotypes, the, oh, you know, the, 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 the burnouts, the, the goth kids. I mean, those groups don't change. They've not changed in over a lot of years and I'm not gonna age us, but yeah. they haven't changed. But what, they, what has changed is where you can find your community to fit in. Right. It's so, we have so much access to 
to self and to and to people who feel like us or feel like an outsider yeah. then it, we don't have to be stuck on the inside right and, and that's what I would say to the youth is acknowledge the difference in who you are and be proud of that because right. that's the thing that's going to make you shine 100 percent and I would feel, I would also say like within those stereotypical groups of like when we were growing up that were portrayed on it, I feel like they don't exist anymore. Like even there's like, not that it, that they don't exist. Like there, I, I get what you're saying, but like even right now, I forget what the show is that my, my son. Oh, on HBO? No, no he doesn't sorry. watch HBO. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not growing up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's a show like that on HBO that kind of breaks these, break those walls down. What's, what's the show that he um, watches? I, no it's on nickelodeon um i forget what it's called but it's, it's about a th- it's almost like glee but it's mm. the new glee on nickelodeon so they have like the football player because my son if you guys have been following me on social you know how obsessed my son is with football he's obsessed but obsessed. the football player is mandated to take the theater course or he's mandated to be in the theater program which you wouldn't back in the day you wouldn't really see that as much so i feel like the biggest thing also for the youth is you don't have to like pigeonhole yourself into one group i never did i fit in with all the groups it didn't even matter like i was cool honestly except for the jocks i was never really cool with the jocks in high school in college in college well that's probably because it was toxic masculinity yes prob oh in high school yeah 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 can i say the word that you're going to say that i think that you're you're, intersectionality oh i love that word to have the intersections of the of, of 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 things that you may not see but you may not think that they connect but the reality is is that their connection is so prevalent it, it's it's that seeing that in yourself right ah, gotcha yes and honestly like another thing that i wanted because i know we have to wrap up soon but another thing that i wanted to kind of talk about within this i say this a lot i have very few regrets in life because i feel like there's certain things that happen because they have to happen within your journey in order for you to learn certain things you know how that goes so regret though wise i do regret not trying out for the cheerleading team and let Mm. me tell you what happened to me the other day so i've been i don't even know if i told you i started like i started working out like actually like working out which is cool again so i'm doing zumba and one of my zumba instructors she's like a former dancer. So we do like a lot of like dancing, like really cool dancing that I love. Um, so I was in the mirror, like doing the dance. And I hope you guys are laughing right now because I'm actually trying to dance. And <laughs> she is, yeah, she is. <laughs> and I looked at myself, Julius, I wanted to almost, I started almost crying in the middle of my Aww. dance class because I was like, I all of a sudden I saw the little girl in high school that mm. was too scared i'm gonna say it's scared mm. to try out for the cheerleading team because she felt like she didn't fit in and mm. i love to dance so if anyone of youth is listening right now or if a mom is listening share this with your son or daughter if there's something you want to do please go do it because you're gonna it. be 40 and then you're gonna regret it <laughs> yeah that's truth honestly it's truth you you we, we think that we're not supposed to do these things because we don't feel like we fit in. Right. And the reality is, is that we should be doing any and everything because that's the opportunity. It's yeah. not the world, they, y'all, and I'm say y'all, cause I can say that now because I'm out of a certain age. Yeah. You know, those that are all younger than us, 
y'all have access to things that just weren't there for us when we were growing up. And so take that opportunity to, to sort of rake through every single opportunity that's available because the reality is is that you may find six or seven or eight or ten things that you're like I love this this is where I need to be these people are cool I'm learning this may it be makeup may it be acting may it be accounting may it be history it doesn't really matter as long as you feel the connection in your heart and in your soul because Angie and I always talk about this if your heart and soul ain't in it then why are you doing it right and the truth is you won't know what it is unless you try it. Yep. And spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> alert, you are going to never feel like you fit in. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say that. I don't care mm-hmm. who you are. I feel like I don't fit in now. So mm-hmm. don't wait to feel like you're fitting in into somewhere to not do. Don't let that deter you from not doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually use it now to like spin it on the strength thing and those glow friends, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you now. Now we're getting back to business here, but I literally am scared every single time I put myself out there every single time, whether it's with the business, whether it's breakups to make up my makeup mastermind, whether it's this podcast, do you know how scared I was coming on today? Which is probably why I didn't tell Jules what we were talking about. This is a hard thing for me to talk about. Um, but I'm not going to let that fear deter me from doing it. And in all honesty, I tell you guys this all the time, lean into the fear. And if you're in high school and you're listening to this mom's dad, share this with your high schoolers, with your middle schoolers, whatever you're scared of, lean into that. That's going to serve you for the rest of your life. And I'm not oh saying like up in a dangerous situation. That's not no. what I mean. Don't no. get into a car of a stranger. That's not what I'm no. saying. Not no. that kind of fear. Not that kind of fear. No. Like the fear of, oh my gosh, look at all those girls that like for me, cheerleaders, that there's, I may not look like them. Um, what if, what if I don't fit in there? But all oh, those dance moves are so cool. I should have just walked right up and tried out and saw what happened. And you know what? Yep. If I didn't get in, then I didn't get in. But at least I wouldn't be thinking, would I have gotten in? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? So that's the moral of this story. And no one feels like they fit in. Point blank. No, no. <laughs> but I think you hit on something really beautiful, which is fit in with yourself. Yes. Fit in with yourself because that is going to be the internal cheerleader that's going to be like, you know what? I'm fitting with them, but I'm going to go do this anyway. Yes. Yes. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this positive risk because I don't know where it's going to take me, but I'm going to learn something from it. Yes. You know, and that's the strength. That's the strength. And one other thing, and I know this could be a whole nother podcast on its own, but I just want to add this as a caveat, a ca- caveat, a caveat. caveat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always felt ugly too. Mm. Always mm-hmm. in, in middle school, high school. And I used to, um, I used to use the fact that I didn't fit in, that I felt like I was an outsider, that being the reason why I felt ugly. But honestly, I don't, I think maybe we all felt ugly in middle school and high school. Mm. Can I say that? Yes, you can, because I did. anyone I talked to they felt like an ugly duckling and these are people that I'm like you are the most beautiful like you're beautiful my friend on TJ you are beautiful and I've seen your high school pictures okay candy (laughs) I candy 
I'm so, but seriously, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy how we feel that within our, that's, I know that's a whole nother episode. It is. And I, and I don't want to get heavy on it, but I think at some point we should revisit this because I think, you know, if we want to really get to the, to the sort of the core of that, especially of us being of the black and brown persuasion, a lot of that has to do with white supremacy. And I'm not going to get too heavy. We're not going to delve into that, but I am going to just, I'm going to put a pin in that. And I want people to think about that. Okay. And think and think about all of the beauty standards that we grew up with that were like, you're not this, you right. don't look like this. You don't right. seem like this. You don't wear this. Where did that come from? Yeah. And you know, like I said, if you want to invite me back, we can talk about that because I'm down for it. Yeah, no, I, I love that perspective. And I 110% agree with that. Also, though, I do feel like within any community, people yep. feel like they don't fit in because of those standards as well. Like, because what did we grow up with? It was blonde hair, blue eye. But then mm -hmm. I feel like the, my friends that had blonde hair and blue eyes thought they were the ugliest things too. Or those that had brown hair instead with brown eyes. So yes, a hundred, I a thousand percent agree with what you're saying, but I do feel that- There's an as, and, there's, a, there's an and in there, right? It's uh, this and. and exactly, like I didn't realize, a friend of mine had put, and I'll end it with this, a friend of mine quickly posted something on Facebook saying, how many of you felt ugly in high school? Every single person, no matter race, gender, mm. everyone were like, I did, I did. And I'm like, this is crazy. So we need to figure out a way to show our youth that they are beautiful because they need to feel that way. You are beautiful. Yes. Don't ever yes. forget that. And if yes. you can do that every day, look in the mirror, even at that moment when you are feeling your lowest, mm -hmm. look in that mirror and say, I am beautiful and I will glow up. Yes. That's right, Glow friends. All right, Auntie Jay, thank you so much. We will definitely have to continue the conversation. We want to hear from you and what you think. Please, please, please go follow us over on the Hey Glow Friend Facebook group and let's continue the conversation. I want to hear what other people think. I'm going to post the question about how people felt in high school after this airs and see high school slash mid. I feel like it starts in middle school. So middle school slash yeah. high school. Yeah, All right, sure. well, friends, until next time, when I shine, you shine, we shine together. Bye. Bye. Yay.